One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. And I said, I want to win the league, but I want to win it better. You can understand that, can't you? Yes. Good luck. So he's almost like having a second captain in the team. <laughs> second captain, first captain, whatever. An absolutely epic match and some suitably epic images doing the rounds after yesterday's All-Ireland semi-final. Owen Murphy and Ken here with the Irish Times Second Captain's Podcast. Hello there, Owen. How are you doing? From page of the Irish Times, Jim Connolly saluting the hill, a photograph taken from just behind him. So you kind of see, you get a glimpse into what it might feel like to be Dermot Connolly after scoring the insurance point in a game of that magnitude. There's another one of Connolly front on as he's clenching his fists in celebration. I'm going to say, I'm going to describe his physique as impressive. To say the least, uh, Aidan O'Mahony, you saw that one welling up at the end. Yeah, kind of like a, yeah, in a black and white. Off. Yeah, that was a that's, yeah, that's a beautiful photograph. Uh, disconsolate Kieran Donaghy and his baby daughter on the pitch afterwards. Which well, there's a few photos of this, but the the one I saw, which is quite a close up one, was lovely in that you could you got this kid is I don't know one or two, and she seems to instinctively know just to give her dad a little bit of space. <laughs> Kieran Donaghy post losing not Ireland semi final mm. is is best left to. His own devices to a certain extent there. So I think that, you know, those end of year books collating great GA photographs of the summer, they could probably mm-hmm. be filled on that Dublin Kerry alone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dublin Kerry alone. Fans from other counties would love that as well, Owen. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, you know, the, the, these two counties are single or double handedly saving Gaelic football, mm-hmm. Murphy. You know, that's how Mayo win their first All Ireland for 65 years, but really, <laughs> yeah. really the highlight of the summer was Dublin Kerry. It amazes me that players can keep their heads in that kind of atmosphere. Uh, something that Jim Gavin mentioned afterwards actually he said there's a lot of emotion in the crowd behind me and they are in the middle of it this is substitutes he was actually talking about who came on but to be so present when they come into the pitch is very impressive and they're the guys who really saw the game off you know when Dublin were launching the final comeback of the two or three comebacks they had to launch from three points down with eight or nine minutes to go the players get roared on towards Kerry's end of the pitch and it's just kind of primal all the Dublin fans want is a goal you know yeah, yeah. it's just a, you just have to get a goal uh, to have that feeling of of this madness being satisfied in some way but the players didn't get lulled into it as they might have done certainly five, six, seven years ago just stay, stayed nice and calm chipped away with the points and won it that there one. was one stage I think it was Paul Mannion over in the Cusick stand side where uh, it was one of those situations where it was unbelievably tight exchanges on the f- Dublin 45-yard line. And then the whole thing gets relieved with one foot pass uh, down the line. And this happened with both teams where everyone tries to, tries to force the turnover, which means that there's a couple of players just wandering around in like 30 or 40 yards of space. Mm. And uh, a Dublin uh, defender kicked a pass out. I, I'm nearly certain it was, it was Paul Mannion. And all of a sudden, there was no one around him. And... Uh, the Dublin fans were so relieved that you know the Kerry pressure had been relieved, but also excited that this player was going to have 40, 50 yards to just chase into. That the roar of the crowd discombobulated him so thoroughly that he forgot the ball. Like he caught the ball, then he forgot the ball. And uh, 
yeah, it's just it's a it's a it's an extraordinary cauldron of noise in a situation like that where it 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 boggles the mind that the players don't do that more often, yeah. quite frankly. And it's their job to stay calm. Well, it's not their job actually at all. <laughs> They're their own paid volunteers, but it's their uh, sort of duty, I guess, to be able to deal with that. Uh, but it, it hasn't always, you know, hasn't always been the case. Even at the, the, the very top end of professional sport, you can get caught up in the occasion. So I think both teams did well for, to avoid that happening yesterday. And that's, mm. nobody froze, you know, so that's kind of partly why, uh, why we had such a classic. Ken, you could hear all those roars from your couch, of course, you've been telling us throughout the last few months about the the view from Fairview, Ken. Well, the I was, fair view, that's the fair view. Yeah. I was out doing the messages, the usual Sunday scene, in neighbours out stringing up the washing across the street and the little ones dragging around the trailer selling mm-hmm. little bits of coal. <laughs> so I so I seen coal the crowds. In August? I seen the crowds going into Croker and I stopped at a certain place that you know and I know. And sure the doves went out and after a few minutes we thought be the hoke this Kerry crowd are washes. <laughs> are we ever gonna see another another bloody game out of these lads? But then as you know, Cluxton started acting the maggot. <laughs> and before you know it, Kerry have the two goals and they're up at half time. People are shouting, Cluxton Yamadon, Cluxton you bleeding dope you. Uh, I, I, it had turned the porter stare in your guts watching this as I to Father Ignatius who's propping up the bar. He's a saint, uh, but a devil when he has a few jars. And we had a line of empty glasses with a queer look on his on his face. I thought I'll stay out of his way. But then I saw him foostering around with some old beads and I said, what's that, Father? He says, says he, I'm after putting a curse on that Kerry pup, Gainey. I've had enough of him. He's barred from now on. He must be cutting me, says I. Uh, what happens next? Only your man Fitzmaurice is up and whipped him off. And we all let a ball out of us. And I grabbed a hold of Father Ignatius and gave him a hug. But it gave his belly a, a squez. Suddenly it was all covered from top to toe and all the porter he'd been drinking but sure he just laughed and says it was worth it <laughs> and we'll do it all again in three weeks time oh nicely delivered I, it kind of feels like we don't need to run through the game at all now. no that, that was it that, that was yeah. the fair view mm. yeah. new slot on uh, well as long as the dubs keep winning I think the fair view has an excellent chance of uh, of lasting this could uh, become a pretty long running slot <laughs> Murph tell me how much the rest of the country respect the dubs for what they did well, love and respect. Well, Murph, in fairness, at the start of this year, pointed out that it's a bit ridiculous hating on the dubs because they're one of the, uh, you know, they're one of the few really bright things that you can count on uh, happening during the summer. That they're they're going to produce these big performances. Why does everybody still do it then? God. But I don't think that, no, this is my point. I don't think there is much hate. I think. Oh, there is. You you think? Well, from everyone that I. You're just talking to other dubs now, and deciding that you've got a siege mentality. Whenever I spoke to anyone who wasn't a, a fellow dub. Uh, I detected. Well, they were all. They all wanted Kerry to win. Everybody. It didn't matter where they were from. Well, yeah. I mean, I think yeah, but that's before. This is before the game. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm, I'm talking about the way the game went. Oftentimes, when there's when they're big favourites and they're defending champions, it's usually the case that people, the neutrals, want them to lose. But I don't know how heartbroken those neutrals were that Dublin won it in the way that they did. Like if you're if you're producing matches like that as Dublin and Kerry produced yesterday. You're, n- you're never really going to be an unpopular team. Maybe if you win two, three in a row, or two or yeah. three in a row, it starts getting a bit ridiculous. But I, 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 don't know, I kind of thought that the All-Ireland final last year wasn't particularly well received because it was such a poor game. Yeah. Whereas yesterday, I, I, it struck me afterwards talking to people from outside of Dublin that they seemed, um, they seemed impressed. Yeah, I, th- I think you can have both. You know, you can hope that um, the team that is, you know, without doubt the best team in the country, 
you can hope that that team loses, but you can also still really respect what that team has done and uh, admire the way that they play. I mean, I think that there, there are kind of there are separate separate arguments here. I mean, there are a lot of teams that don't play very nice football, and Dublin play very good football. And like, there's elements of cynicism in the Dublin game as well, of course. And I mean, you know, to say that there isn't. I mean, you do hear people talking about Dublin like. You know they're paragons of virtue. Yeah, and they're well, they're obviously not. You know, uh, yeah. but I mean they 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 do a lot more brilliant, beautiful things on a football field than any other team, probably. Mm. Um, it still doesn't mean that I you know that I wouldn't have liked to have seen Kerry win just because the the narrative of Dublin putting the beat down on Kerry time after time after time when Kerry are the county that are most likely to ensure that this doesn't become you know sort of Dublin's sole territory. For the next couple of years, I mean, I'm not too worried about that either. I mean, it, it that's what it comes and goes. But um, Kerry are in a brilliant position to put it up to Dublin, and it would be nice to have a real live rivalry. Whereas now, you know, I think Dublin have have pretty much finished that Kerry team. You know, that particular iteration, they like the guys on the Kerry team that are household names, like Donaghy. I mean, the photograph you saw of him with his with his kid out in the pitch, all completely by himself in this vast, empty stadium, would suggest to me that he's probably not going to be back. The Aidan O'Mahony photograph, something similar. <laughs> Eamon Fitzmaurice might not be back. Uh, Colin Cooper has a decision to make. I mean, it's going to be a huge overhaul, probably, uh, this winter. That It may not necessarily be a bad thing for Kerry, but at the same time, you, you wanted to see a rivalry there. Maybe you wanted to see those guys get one more big win over Dublin and take it into an All-Ireland final. I mean, so wanting all that and also admiring and respecting and liking the dubs, both of those things can happen. It was funny, you know, the, the psychological bounce that Kerry looked like they got from scoring that first goal was incredible, you know, and the... the just as a team and also as a group of supporters, because everybody understood it, understood... This has come from the training ground, you know, not not in the way, it's not a fancy goal by any yeah. stretch of the imagination, but it's perfect planning, perfectly executed. They get this goal and that's a great feeling for any team. You, you always, you, you sometimes know by players celebrating that this is something that we've worked, it's, yeah, it's just yeah. this And it's that thing as well, it's like, what, what, are, what are Kerry going to do to beat the dubs? I mean, yeah. it was never, will Kerry beat the dubs? It was... All of the focus was on Fitzmaurice has to bring something different. They There's have to do something different. a lot of pressure on him and on them to have something clever worked out. <laughs> Completely. And when one of those clever things ends up with the goal going in the back of the net, that's a pretty big I moment. was starting to get that feeling around half time. It was like, gee, the bomber was right. Dara O'Shea was right. Nah. They, they, they have to win, um, so therefore they will I win. Knew, I knew that uh, yeah. we were going to win the game. Well, judging by your yeah your your stream of text messages uh, that I only received actually after the game, well, I, quite, I, quite amused to read through them. You, you never lost faith again. Well, I, I just thought it was obviously a freakish barrage of scoring that happened in a very short space of time, and I thought, well, what are the odds of that happening again? You know, I mean, in this, it's obvious that on the bounce of play, Dublin are much stronger. You know, they're just the first twenty five minutes was absolutely phenomenal. I mean, I, I thought you texted me to say that this will be Kerry seven one. Well, I, I was, <laughs> I was saying this is on this is on another level, you know. And it was, to be fair. I mean, Dublin were absolutely brilliant and got complacent, got complacent almost immediately. Such was the paucity of the Kerry challenge, which was a surprise. But you know, in, the first, in those first twenty minutes, there's always a the only the only doubt was whether would they have the energy to keep doing. It's kind of a high energy style, you know. There's a lot of off the ball ring. By the way. I, one thing I was thinking watching this is why does Gaelic football create so many situations where 
a guy has to make like an 80-yard sprint to try and tackle someone. <laughs> yeah. Is there no better way of organizing that? Is there no, could nobody maybe step into the path of the, of the guy rather than have one guy run 80 yards and then be so exhausted he can't do anything for the next five minutes? Mm. You, know, you see this situation where the guy is, has sprinted 80 yards, is too weak to make the tackle, and then just can't do anything. Is is effectively out of the game for the next three or four minutes. It's every man for himself, Ken, in these situations. It's like, it could, could they not sort of do some zonal type thing where, you know, if a guy runs a certain distance, it's time for the next player to take over? That uh, well, yeah, but I mean, once you're once once the ball has gone past you, you are dead. You know what I mean? It's not like you're jogging back to get onside or anything. I mean, you're dead. You know, yeah. so you have to get back. Yeah. Like if you're if you're but if but, you're but behind you, the ball, there were situations where, where there were like forwards running back into like the you know def- into defensive positions, eighty mm. literally that that far. And I was thinking, why are they this? Well, that's their job. I mean, that's the that's the job of forwards now, half forwards anyway in modern Gaelic football is to funnel back. That is punishing. Yeah, but that's why that's why Dublin do Dublin have that's three why the game was so fit, good four by or the way. five incredibly yeah. fit half forwards who can slot in and, and do that. Yeah, and that, that's why the game was so good yesterday. To be honest, mm. I mean the 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 onus was on everyone to attack. Mm. So when you had the ball, attack. You know, you, you there is none of this. Right, I've done my job. Just ha- pass it off to a footballer type uh, attitude that you would have seen in cornerbacks. Yeah. in the past. It's like go win the game. If you're a cornerback, doesn't matter. You, you, you've got a chance to win the game, so go go win it. That's what I liked about it so much that it showcased all the positive parts of how the sport is in 2016. Yeah, and we know about all, all the tired old arguments uh, about negativity and blanket defense and all this kind of stuff. It wasn't a shootout. The, yeah. This idiotic hypothetical uh, idyllic kind of shootout that the the traditionalists look for the the catch and kick, uh, you know, chat all that kind of thing. What it was was two teams who both defended, both had sweep, a sweeper in place, both had their half-back lines getting back you know, whenever possible to cover their defence, but because of the quality on show by the, both sets of forwards and the ability of defenders, as you're saying, to bomb on and get forward as well, you got a high score and you got all this excitement. Mm. Like, it, 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 it's not like either team abandoned, abandoned defensive principles or anything like it, but uh, you know, it, it was close to a shootout because of... The quality, the quality, quality yeah, and just how good a sport it is when it's played at that level is, is nice stuff. I think we're going to keep it Dublin carry pretty much for the entirety of this episode, but I will permit you to jump in right now, Ken, and tell everyone what they can look forward to on today's Irish Times Second Captain's Football Podcast. That's yeah, <laughs> they have asked for that, really. Well, you can laugh as the World Cup. I'm a little bit of an idealist, but having said that, I want to be like me. What are you talking about? What have you I'd say it to you, I'd say it to you now. What are you doing down here, you showing me, man? Well, this is uh, Robbie Keane's last game for Ireland coming up on Wednesday. He did a press conference uh, in Abbottstown today, which we went out to and hear a little bit from him uh, at that. And we also talked to Rob Smythe about uh, Mark Strashford, who really seems to be just getting better and better. Um, we threw caution to the wind, Ken. We jumped right on board the Marcus Rashford bandwagon. Well, not exa- I wouldn't say exactly. We we spoke to someone who's on the bandwagon. Yeah, we had a we had an update from we the bandwagon. Skype, uh, we had a Skype call with a man on the Marcus, Marcus Rashford bandwagon. Uh, it's approaching. What's the view like from up there? Approaching the speed yeah. of light on the bandwagon. Difficult even to get the Skype call through. Uh, Rob Smythe, but it's a moving moving target. But we got there. He gave us his uh, his view and also the more general direction that Manchester United are taking under there. New 
uh, guiding genius. We will go to Tralee in a moment to see how Mike Quirk is getting on after yesterday. Maliki Clerken has popped into the studio. Maliki, how are you? I'm great. I'm sure you are. Front page of the paper. It's always a big game. When, when I, I, don't have to go, I don't have to go meddling around with the sports section to find my Maliki Clerken uh, Monday morning piece, but it was, yeah, a huge day yesterday. Big time. The, the, it, it must have been a big deal if they let the uh, grotty old sports writer <laughs> in the front of the paper. Yeah. The, uh, the clown department. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's an oversight, don't worry. There's already meetings uh, trying to work out why that happened. But uh, Colin O'Rourke described it as at least as good as any game of Gaelic football he's ever seen. Yeah, well, you know, always in the in the immediate aftermath of these things, you can kind of get a wee bit carried away. I um, I thought it was a really cracking game. Um, I thought that everything that you need from a good game was there. You know, like it was there was great scores. It was really tactically interesting. Mm. Um, if you're into that kind of thing, and I am, <laughs> um, it was uh, the intensity was. Enormous and the physicality was enormous. Like, as they started running the subs over the last sort of 20 minutes, nobody was sprinting off the pitch. Uh, every like Bernard Brogan came off kind of half limping, Donaghy came off <coughs> half limping. Like, there was real sort of it took a real physical toll on people. And, um, you know, when you saw players interviewed afterwards, like, they were all knackered. Uh, which is, you know, you want that from from an All Ireland semi final, and I think in the crowd we were all knackered. Like you, it was the final whistle went, and you're just going, Whoa. like that was that was a real. It was it. Look, it was a real proper game. Um, I, I think I heard somebody. It may have been a rook last night saying that it was better than the 2013 game. I thought the 2013 game was probably marginally better if it matters in the slightest yeah it's but hard, yeah, it's a ter- you know you can judge these things a yeah. few years after each of the games have taken and place all we ask is that uh, a game enters the conversation really where you put it on a list of the top 10 or 15 football games of all yeah, time once I'm, you're on the list I think you can say we got your we got our money's worth yesterday I think the the the, the one that would mark 2013 out for me more so than this was that the the quality of the goals in 2013 were superior to to this like the the goals the two goals here came from two well, we'll call them mistakes, but you know that that they were they weren't created in the way that the goals in twenty thirteen were. But like that doesn't matter in the slightest. Mike Quirk, it's probably a little bit early for you, is it, to get involved in this <laughs> greatest game of all time chat? Uh, no, I, I mean, I, I, it's like it's like trying to choose between your children is prettier, I suppose. But it, I mean, the 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 semi final replay against Mayo for me in Limerick. Um, you know, would be my would be you know the top game I I've ever been at, never watched and ever enjoyed. Uh, Twenty thirteen, obviously, and and this one yesterday was right up there. I mean, I don't know how you're going to pick which one is better, but yeah. in terms of games that just just grab you, you know, in the stand and and you know there was grown men and women in front of me arguing about people standing up and sit down and giving <laughs> out, and it just completely takes you know, control of your senses and, and people who should know better are doing stuff that they really wouldn't <laughs> do in a normal circumstance. And you know then that that game is, is as gripping in an atmosphere as as, uh, as you hope it would be. You uh, you described in your examiner column last week the the desolation that you felt driving home from the, the league final in April. And I can imagine the, the drive home last year after the Ireland final were, you know, questions of a lot of regrets, a lot of, you know, God, we didn't even show up there. Yeah. How different was the the drive yesterday? I mean, I'm sure quite desolate, Mike. But maybe yeah, there was yeah. But you know, you know what? A, a different, a different kind of. There was a, you know, it's a little bit more of a pride-filled kind of a drive. I, 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 I thought. 
I thought it after last year's All Ireland final and after the league final, I was just thinking, geez, we didn't even we didn't make any shape. We didn't ask any questions of Dublin. We didn't perform. And as 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 a sports person or as as a footballer, that's the that's the worst thing that can that can ever happen to you is that you don't actually perform. I mean, yesterday, outside of the first twenty minutes where where Kerry were you know didn't really play at all. They could be very proud of, of of their performance. You know, they asked you know all the hard questions of Dublin. You know, they they cracked their kickouts with a beautiful something I've been crying out for for a long time. A beautiful little tactical adjustment on his kickouts. You know, for every dead ball free against you know uh, that Kerry were awarded against Dublin, Kerry pushed twelve guys into into Dublin's half of the field and really closed down every pocket of space just for that last you know last fifteen minutes for the half and and cracked Cluxton and and got a lot of joy out. Of that obviously, but it was it was just and the second half obviously didn't was just completely ding dong. Although outscored by 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 Dublin, it was still a game you could come home from and say, you know what, we threw everything at them, we left everything on the field, and you know what, it wasn't good enough. And and that's easier to take than we didn't perform. And and I think I, I think the players, even though it'll be sore for the next couple of days and weeks, it'll they'll get over this one quicker than they did the you know, the the, the last final. It was fascinating to watch that last ten minutes of the yeah. first half. The it gets called a meltdown when it's a goalkeeper always it's a little bit extreme maybe a midfielder drops the ball a few times and doesn't uh, don't it gets it gets called a meltdown for him but it was amazing to watch what Kerry did there to to Cluxton yeah I mean and it was great and it was um, you love to see uh, thinking at that level of the game you know you know we watch watch a lot of intercounty games and you sometimes you're kind of wondering what level of coaching is going on and really what level and and maybe you kind of think look at the back of it this really is an amateur game and these guys are only together maybe twice a week and so really what level of tactical stuff can can they do uh, it was just great to see something planned and executed and that goal uh, the the first goal it was really it was it was kind of exciting to watch which is a weird thing to say about something you know that as, as banal as an opposition yeah. kicker, but it actually was. You could like because you were seeing. Oh my God! There's there's four Dublin forwards up there and only two Kerry men marking them, and all the rest of the Kerry team are up, and they were all pushed right up, waving their waving hands, their yeah. hands and marking space and leaving. I I actually made a mistake in the paper. I thought it was Davy Byrne that they left isolated out in the left. It was actually John Small, um, but left him there, and I I I think. Fair play to Kerry they, that that they you know they, they have we have this old phrase hammer the hammer but they made what is traditionally Dublin's greatest strength their biggest weakness and they just for that ten minutes really kind of bamboozled Cluxton and he was doubting himself he didn't know where to put it he was he had to put it out long a couple of times and kick the next uh, kick out out over the end line out over the sideline exactly mm. you know uh, and even after that uh, after I think maybe straight after the goal because uh, like yeah, after uh, Paul Ganey's goal there was all this uh, roaring and shouting oh, well because Philly McMahon was getting a yellow card for abusing the umpire which uh, I think is actually a black card offence but there you go. Um, that card doesn't exist anymore. I know. Exist yeah, yeah. But uh, even in the sort of, as the dust settled over that, Johnny Cooper was standing on his own over on the sideline, uh, waving his hands uh, for like 20 seconds and Cluxton kicked it out long. Like he, it was, 
the 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 bit of of Dublin play that is is most polished and is is most sort of developed beyond all the rest of the teams was frozen for that ten minutes, and they take the rest of the team took their you know t- take their lead from that. If and and when that sort of foundation is rocked, they're rocked, and like it was a, it was a really great insight into where they can be vulnerable um, and fair play to Kerry. Like that was, in fairness to them, that's a really excellent uh, execution of, of some work on the training ground. Uh, Mike, the, uh, that onslaught gave Kerry the platform with th- whatever it was, I think eight minutes to go of ordinary time in the second half. They were three points up. Why was it, do you think, Kerry stopped doing what it was? As Malky wrote in the paper today, to hang on, Kerry had to do more than hang on. And why do you think in the last kind of eight, ten minutes, they they dropped back and invited Dublin onto them when everyone knows that that's just, that's not going to end well? Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's 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 easier to talk about it than it is to, than it is to do it, you know? I mean, <laughs> Kerry, Kerry had given... You know, so much to the to the cause. I think at that stage they had they had, you know, exhausted every last drop out of themselves. You know, you you had you had taken off Paul Ganey, which which, you know, for for people looking to be critical of Fitzmaurice, which I think it's hard to do. Yesterday, that is the only thing you you you'd question and say, you know, I, I wonder about the the logic of that one. Um, but you had played, brought on an extra defender in Mark Shea because he felt that Dublin were pushing up, and 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 by pushing up, they had they had negated Aidan Mahoney as the sweeper, so he wanted to play another sweeper inside there. But um, so it, it was difficult then to see where Kerry were getting the scores from, and and obviously we were, you know, you were outscored in that second half by Dublin, and you and you just didn't have the the options up front when you took off Ganey to to get the couple of you know vital scores that you needed to to see if you could hang on and. I, I just think, you know, yeah, like, obviously... Was, there was, was a couple fit, of refer- it, Yeah, was it a fitness issue? Dan, uh, do I don't know, was it a fitness issue or was it an old age issue or was it a, a Dublin having superior athleticism and having a superior squad? Um, you know, I, 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 I would be more in favour of giving Dublin the credit for going stealing... That's stealing the game. We've got to be careful with that word after <laughs> being... But I would be, you know, they they had that wherewithal and that experience and that confidence in themselves to go and, and, and drive on and take a game. You know, that game was there for the taking if if Kerry had the ability to go get it and, and Dublin were the ones who displayed that ability to, to go get it when the need was most. And, you know, you look at Connolly. Connolly, the score that Connolly kicked, you know, he was... Just, just after missing one, you know, within within maybe two minutes previous to that, and and he still had the had the had the had the balls to 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 step up and and go for it again and stroke it over the bar. Fierce confidence in the seventy third, seventy fourth minute in your own ability after just kicking a wide at a crucial time. You know, McMenamin the same. You know, O'Gara comes off the bench. They just they just had that little bit extra in that crucial time. And I saw only this morning I saw a stat from previous to the game, where since two thousand and thirteen, in the last ten minutes. Of every game since 2013, every Kerry Dublin game, Kerry have been outscored 4-10 to four points in the last ten minutes of 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 all those games. That's a staggering statistic that shows the kind of finishing power that Dublin are bringing to the games, and 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 conversely, the I suppose the the weakness of Kerry's finish in all those games. I think you're about to mention refereeing decisions as well, there, Mike. Right? You know what? I'm 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 really not. I'm I'm I loathe to talk about referees <clears throat> after a game because I mean everybody's talking about that. 
that hit on on Crowley, and of course, unless you're unless you're a blind man, that that's a foul, you know. And and I know people were saying that man, he put one on Philly McMahon in the earlier in the half. The difference for me in the two was was Philly McMahon didn't have a ball; he was going chasing the ball. It was a contest for a ball. Crowley had the ball going into contact, and I thought it was a, it was a stonewall free. But but like I, I I just don't think that's that's even should be on 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 Kerry people's radar. I mean. That's more stuff that the Cork supporters do and, and, and start giving out about referees. Like, we had a, we had opportunities. Gooch had an opportunity that Cluxton made a great catch at the, at the crossbar. He could have won. Sheena was coming through the middle and lamped the ball up in the air. You know, we hit another turnover. We'd, Stephen O'Brien had two turnovers in around the 21. Like, there, like, if you're going to pick out one incident from a referee and say, that was what cost us a draw, that's what cost us as a replay that's just taking all the responsibility away from the players and the players had the opportunities to get the scores when it mattered and 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 and, and they didn't take it ultimately and and I don't think I don't think any of the players I know Fitzmaurice was a little hot he 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 did the smart thing and, and bit his lip and, and, and didn't let himself down by criticising a referee because, you know, there was there was far more players made by, uh, sorry, far more mistakes made by, by Kerry players than there was by the referee in the day and you, you just got to take that and, and, and move on with it. I think that there's a, the only couple of issues and Mike's exactly right, um, you know, you did, getting bogged down with referees is is ultimately pointless. I I thought that the, the mistake the referee made, uh, obviously it was a stonewall free. I can only imagine he was unsighted. I think if you see the replay, I think it's either Philly McMahon or Mick Fitzsimons just goes right across his eye line as the tackle takes place. He, ca- he just can't have seen it because otherwise, like it was a shoulder to the jaw and it left Crowley stretched out on the ground. Now, my issue with him is that once he saw Crowley stretched out on the ground and now Peter Crowley you know, uh, is about as hardy a player as there was on the pitch yesterday. He was he was stretched out, and funny enough, the one player went over to check was he all right, and it was Dermot Conley. <laughs> went bent down and asked him was he all right, and he turned Conley turned around to the carry sideline and held his jaw, saying, "Listen, come on here." Really? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. I didn't notice that. Yeah. And like it, he, and then went up the pitch and, and scored. scored. Scored the winning point, <laughs> yeah. like because his man has a flip. Yeah, but but in fairness, like, Conley gets an awful yeah, lot of course. bad press. Yeah, but like yeah. that, I thought that was, was that an amazing was, gesture. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. Yeah, but like he was left lying on the ground, and the referee didn't stop play. Like mm. you know, Dublin got the got the go ahead point while the carry player was lying stretched out on the ground. You know, so that to me that is the mistake he he made because. I, I can only assume he didn't see the, the incident properly. Um, look, Mike is right. There's no point going on about referees. When, But, but he there was a mistake there. And when, as I wrote in the paper today, when as placid a soul as Mikey Sheehy runs across the pitch at the end to give him a flea in his ear, you know that there has been something... I miss. Yeah, but this thing of this thing of abusing the ref at the end of the game, you know, and, the, and, and you know, there's all, you know. all these reports about programs being yeah, thrown at him yeah. and this kind of stuff. It's like. This, uh, remember when um, uh, Mead got that uh, controversial goal against Louth and the whole county of Louth was going crazy yeah. afterwards and there was like just non-stop criticism of the referee uh, Sludden and all that kind of thing and it was almost lost in it that people had gone onto the pitch yeah. and, and physically gone after it. this guy who was just out doing his job you know it's, it seems like that there's that culture there that comes up from club level and it just seems GA to exist and, and so it's then, a real problem and it seems to, yeah people just I don't know as Mike actually as Mike said people behaving differently to how they normally would in society yeah. mm. like normally fair minded people throwing programmes at referees well, you know, the Mayo uh, Kerry 2014 in the Gaelic Crowns the game that, that yeah. Mike referenced mm. earlier I mean it's the same thing I mean you can't you can't have 
you know, it, it's not like that. There's a, there's a constituency of people who only go to club games, and then there's a brand new set of people that only go to county games. That's not that's not the way it is. So you can't basically forgive all of these incidents at club level, and then be absolutely shocked that when a TV camera is around, that it also happens. I mean, the culture is there from the mm. from the club game. So there's, you know, it, it's bizarre to say that uh, someone would act any differently when they're supporting their county team and they don't get punished for it at club level. I mean, it's, that's yeah, the way it know, is. Yeah, it just seems to have been going on for years and nothing really, nobody seems to, okay, clubs have been punished to an extent and supporters individually have been suspended and this kind of stuff. But I don't know, it just seems to be something that goes on for, it's gone on for years and hasn't been sorted out. But just on the point that, uh, of, on the McMenamin tackle, which obviously was mm. a foul, what happened after that was interesting because he got involved in the move. It looked like Dublin were going to start keeping the ball mm. and maybe play out time. And it was like McMenamin couldn't help himself. He just sort of put the head down yeah. and started so bombing forward. And just, oh, I'm taking the yeah, yeah. well, Did he say to himself, oh, it's, it's, it's late on in a game against Kerry. I'm supposed to do something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're probably three points I'm sniffing down. a goal here. I know I'm 90 <laughs> yards out, but it's probably time for me to score this goal. Yeah, it, it, they, they just find him very tough to stop, uh, Mikey. Uh, Mike, they find um, McMenamin tough to stop. Yeah, most most teams do. I know he, he's kind of the, the Kerry killer at this stage. He, he's, he's hurting us in every big game, but... Uh, you know, and just just to very briefly go back to that, oh, yeah. the only the only point that that you know that Malachi made there is a very valid one. I, the the only fault that I had with the referee was was that his duty of care should be on the pitch at all times for the safety of the players, and he he did stop the game earlier for I, I can't remember mm-hmm. who it was a Dublin player who who'd received a, a kind of a head injury or, or some seemed, seemed like a head injury. The game should have been stopped, whether he wanted to give a foul or not. If he felt it wasn't a foul, the game should have been stopped at on that Crowley one simply because. Uh, you know the referee's only real duty of care is is not just to blow the whistle and give out frees, but it is to, to 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 protect the players from from injury. I thought Crowley could have actually been uh, concussed in that incident because if you noticed after the, the doctor, yeah. the team doctor for Kerry, Mike Finnerty, is actually trying to hold it. He's, he's holding his arm uh, as he as he gets up as, as Crowley is trying to rejoin the play and run back after the ball. And 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 Finnerty, Mike Finnerty, the doctor is is pulling him and holding him. You know, I, I, and the referee shouldn't have had. The doctor or Crowley in that situation, the game should have been stopped and allowed the referee ample time to make sure the guy was, or sorry, allowed the doctor ample time to make sure he was okay. And that was the only, the only part of it I, I, I really didn't, didn't, mm. didn't like with with, um, with Goff in that incident. Otherwise, you know, there was probably fifty of those similar kind of calls that could have gone, you know, against you or for you. But um, yeah, they're they're hot, they're hot down here with him. They're not, they're not happy with him. But uh, I, I think that'll 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 move on pretty quickly. What about McManaman? Uh, it, it's it seems like you know no goals yesterday, but he had an impact. He had like he had a number of big impacts at key times. He kicked that left-footed score. Is there uh, is there a reason teams find him so hard to stop? He's just direct. I mean, I mean, people, people, people talk about if you, you know, the, the best way to, to beat any, you know, whether it's a, you know, a blanket defence or one on one. If you run at somebody in Gaelic football, if you're direct and you put your head down, you carry the ball at somebody. The biggest problem with Gaelic football rules is there is no defined tackle. It's not like basketball where. Where you know there are, there's a defined set of rules in terms of what you can do in terms of contact or not in Gaelic football, it's all down to the referee's you know interpretation. So if you're direct like Mac Miniman is, 90% of the time he has the ball, and you run at a guy. It's very little a defender can actually do, you know, bar foul you or, or let you through. And and because of his directness, he tends to get through and gets past people, you know, easier than, than other guys. And and that's his that's his that's his weapon. That's and and I know everybody knows it, but it's not easy to stop in Gaelic football. Like Darren O'Sullivan, you run at a guy, it's it's just so difficult to 
to to stop him legally and and he's 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 you know he's been he's had this tag as a super sub but I mean the guy started games now and he's you know I thought I know he got those crucial scores I thought he he played well in in general since yesterday he, he linked play he got on ball but very strangely I I thought Killian Young who was who was detailing for a lot of the game had a had a one of his best games ever for Kerry, um, you know, going the other way. So uh, it, it was a, it was a strange one as well as McMenamin played. I, I also thought that that his man probably had a had a really good game as well. You know, uh, Mal, I think when we say this that Dublin have, you know, when you talk about what's happened in Dublin over the last say six or seven years, a lot of people say that you know they've got themselves together in a on a corporate level, yeah. and you know the, all the rest of this they have player depth that no other county can match. They have money to burn. It can. Looking at that yesterday, I was like, "That's that may all be true, but this is a once in a generation team, and you know, and you can, you know, say the fitness issue that I, that I raised with Mike there, um, that maybe Kerry just didn't have the legs for them. You know, that's got that may that you might say that has something to do with you know the the level of of training that they have, the level of back back from back from support that they have, but really, when you get down to it, this was a, a win, just." full of balls like just guts that got them over the yeah. line here and you have to say that's not something that they can just that means they're going to be on top for the, the next no, 20 no. years I no mean, no absolutely like they're I get look I get more and more impressed with them every, every, with every passing year like I dug out some stats there uh, when I was previewing the game on Saturday um, in since Gavin has been over them for, for four years now and in that time they've been involved in now, actually now after yesterday, seventeen games that were decided by a goal or less, so within three points, um, they've only lost four of them. You know, they they to beat them, you have to do two things: you have to stay with them until the game is, or well, either that or you have to blow them out of the water, which you know Donegal were able to do, uh, and nobody else has been able to do just on that one-off occasion. But you have to be there with them in the last five minutes and then it's a different then it's another game and they win that other game more often than everybody else and they do you know like people laugh at, at Gavin or roll their eyes at him when he talks about processes and he talks about <laughs> uses all his, his management jargon and his business speak and all of that sort of stuff but you look at the, the three the last three points yesterday Connolly's point McManaman's point O'Gara's point like they were meticulously put together. They weren't. They weren't flashes of genius. Like it wasn't Conley silkily. Like the finish was obviously brilliant, and you know not everybody can can do that. But it was no more brilliant than McManaman's. It was no more brilliant than O'Gara's. What they did was they pieced together calmly and properly, doing exactly what you're supposed to do. The running off the ball. The taking the right option. The moving the defense around to to get a shooter into position. Like they go through their processes and they <laughs> and they won the game and like it's God that is hard to play against like you know you know Mayo are going to spend the next uh, three weeks going right we you know let's let's go let's match ourselves man to man here are we good enough have we the players yes we have and they absolutely have but with five minutes to go uh, wherever the scoreboard stands if it's still a live game Dublin know that they can come through that. And do Mayo know that they can come through that? I, you know, that's what they have to spend the rest of the time convincing them. Mayo, yeah. Mayo won't be totally unhappy, though, having watched yesterday. Will they, Mike? I mean, does Dublin are, are still a team you can you can get scores against. And Mayo have a couple of good scores. Yeah, and, and, and they have that, that 
that probably extra bit of athleticism that maybe Kerry were were lacking at mm-hmm. times. I, I don't think that final is going to be as big a foregone conclusion as everybody making out now. I mean, obviously Dublin are going to be raging hot favourites and and and. Uh, Mayo just that's going to be to their advantage. I think they're going to be so far under the radar that that if they if they can get a performance out of themselves, which which like we saw from from Kerry yesterday, can come out of the blue because there was nothing to put Kerry's performance. You know, you couldn't you couldn't have tracked that from from playing Clipper or Clare and Tipperary. So uh, Mayo 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 can give you something and 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 they'll they'll rattle Dublin. But I mean, it's just it's just so hard to to see them bested the way the way they are right now and the confidence that this game will have given them yesterday. Oh, again in their own ability. I mean, like Dean Rock, like yeah. r- routinely in Kerry, like we're kind of going. You you, you pick the six Dublin forwards, and you're saying, well, Dean Rock could be number six. Anyway, he's mm. he's not. You know, he's the weakest of their forwards, and and the guy kicks. You know, kicks twelve points. You know, was it ten from ten from freeze and two from two, two from, from play, play or whatever yeah. it is. Uh, I mean, he's just um, you know, and and if he's your sixth best forward, and as well as he played, he's laying on the chance for Philly McMahon, the goal chance at the start of the game, and he's linking. You know, if he's your sixth best forward, that's that's pretty hard to beat. And you've O'Gara coming on, and geez, I, I don't know. They're they're uh, they're a tough proposition. It, you know what? It'll be another five or six years now once all these Kerry miners start coming through that that uh, Kerry will enjoy a bit of dominance the way the way Dublin are at the moment. I hope. Well, yeah. What was the semi final? Was the result two twenty six? Was it they put two up against points, against yeah. Kildare? Two twenty pr- whatever. I think, two twenty <laughs> whatever. It's, it's serious scoring. Amazing teams coming through now in Kerry. Yeah, you'd 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 fancy him. You'd fancy him to win. No, maybe more wouldn't, but you'd fancy him to win the All Ireland again this year. Uh, the minor All Ireland that, that'll be three on the track. I, hopefully, I think we're underdogs, Mike. Uh, <laughs> yeah, diplomatically, yeah, maybe, maybe. But I mean, either way, even whether they win the All Ireland or not, you can see there's an awful lot of players on 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 this current group as well as the last two minor groups that that would be potential seniors. You know, the likes of of, of Clifford, who who looks who looks a carbon copy of, of Morris Fitzgerald at that age, which is a serious tag to put on any kid. But no pressure at all. he has that kind of silky, lethargic, you know, skillful athleticism that 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 only kind of resembles Morris when you when you look at the guy, you know, Darren Minahan, Diamondos. Like they just have they just have a lot of guys. Now it's gonna be a long time before you see those guys in a in a senior jersey, but at least that kind of softens the blow a little bit for Kerry people as well yesterday that you're you're looking at okay, we, we we're probably well, you have a great chance of winning three All Ireland minor titles in a row, which is a which is a serious achievement in the modern era and and uh, you know, with with maybe some of these senior guys looking to step down maybe this year, at least you can see there's a there's a, a path to kind of regeneration that shouldn't be um, that shouldn't be twenty years. The Dean Rock point is very interesting. Mm. Uh, there was a one free he had yesterday where he's lining it up and it was a particularly exciting part of the game. I think Dublin were just get, getting back into it in the second half. And the the hail were all come on you boys in blue all singing away, chanting away as he's taking the free, which I kind of, I was thinking, if, if they if Dublin fans weren't so confident yeah. in Dean Rock, they would not, or in a free taker, they wouldn't be sticking the chant as he's trying to, it was just taking his red, he's, he's obviously going to knock this over. He's, money, he he's money in the bank. Yeah. I think he's missed two frees in the whole championship. Well, the uh, one he missed yesterday was from about 60 yards as well. I mean, it was uh, it was quite an ambitious one. But and he I, still think, I, I, think yeah. his, I think his stats well, are that, that yeah. ridiculous. I think he missed one maybe against Westmeath and he missed one yesterday and mm. that's that's it so far yeah. you know the great thing about it is that he could miss four in the Iron final like that, <laughs> you know the, the free takers I, I always do find it you know like Killian O'Connor I've read some like eye-watering numbers about Killian O'Connor over mm. the last five or six years and yet you know against Tyrone he missed he missed three yeah. or four you know like the, like it is it's it, it that, 
for for us to look ahead to the Ireland final, I mean, there are there are some certainties in life, but then you know, not many of them, not many of those certainties happen to exist in the GA Gaelic football sphere. No. So you don't know, you don't know. I mean, I, 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 I I'm, I'm back in Dean Rock to kick most of his reason. Yeah, Ireland well, final, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm, 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 I am with you though that. There, there is, there's plenty there for Mayo to think about over the next three weeks. Yeah. And not all of it particularly scary. All right, we'll leave it on that note. Thanks, Maliki. Cheers. Thanks very much, Mike. Best of luck. See if you don't get this out with Mother Will. You're away, mate. Your bags and your desk, boom. Your bags and your desk, boom. I mean it. I'm fucking raging, speaking from my heart. Who would I want in? I've got big Terry Butcher in. Mr. Tate, how you doing? Not too good after tonight. You got a job on a technicality of a legend who recommended you. Take no beat, I take no beat, I take no, I take no, I take no beat. Just so soft, don't try to get so deep. You know me, but I can't yell me, I can't yell me, I can't yell me, I can't yell, can't yell, can't yell me. You have lost the fans tonight. You don't deserve the fans. Listen to fans. Just need to fucking work on it. You are nothing, you are a fool, and you are a waste of time. Good night. Oh, the Guinness Book of Records stuff. Get a grab! the biggest fool in Manchester. Eamon Fitzmaurice uh, was talking after saying that he wants the older players to take stock before making any decisions about the future. Says he's going to do the same himself. I forgot to mention to Maliki there, but uh, at, in his piece of the weekend, he's, Maliki spoke of this uh, sort of underlying feeling in Kerry that if, ahead of the game, that if Kerry were to lose, Fitzmaurice had taken the team as far as he could and should step aside... I would imagine the circumstances of the defeat would quail that notion. I'm not saying there's nobody in Kerry who feels that way, but it'd be pretty harsh. I mean, the guy's been a manager for four championships. They've only ever lost at Dublin. Is that, that's three yep. defeats at Dublin. Three close defeats in different ways. You know, the, the All-Ireland final last year was close enough on the scoreboard. Maybe, you know, it was definitely an underperformance by Kerry. But in those other two games, Kerry played unbelievably well and put, Dublin, uh, put it up to Dublin. So it would seem to me quite churlish... Yes, I say Kerry people are like, shut up, dub. You don't know anything about what's going on, what goes on in Kerry. But it would seem to me a little churlish to uh, write off Evan Fitzmaurice. On the one hand, he's only ever lost a championship game to the dubs. On the other hand, he's lost three times to the dubs. Let's let someone else have a go. I mean, Mm. you know, there's, there's, that statistic could be used to damn him or to praise him, depending on your outlook as a Kerry. I mean, if you take losing to Dublin as the ultimate insult, no matter how good Dublin are, then that, you know that's that's a, a damning. But it's like, not even not, not, no matter how good Dublin are; it's how bad people expect Kerry to be in this period. Yeah. All those players you talked about earlier on coming towards the end of their careers, there didn't seem to be a huge amount coming through. There does now because the minors are going so well. But that's all a little bit late for Eamon Fitzmaurice at the moment. So he took over in this phase of transition. Paul Galvin was writing this about the weekend. He's managed to wring an All Ireland out of that transitional phase. Uh, and he's done extremely well, uh, you know. And now this, this, the team that will be left for his successor will potentially be brilliant and yeah. hasn't lost the winning mentality. You know, they're, they're still, in general, they still beat everyone in Munster and turn up on the big days at Croke Park, which I think is all you can really ask for as a, as a manager. I know Kerry supporters would ask for an All Ireland every year, but I think given where they've been at over the last few years, he's, he's done great. Yeah, he has. You know. Um, they did go I mean I think they did go into their shell a little bit yesterday towards the end and he I don't know why he took off Gainey when he did so there, there, there are criticisms but there's always going to be criticisms of a manager after a game they lose yeah I know Ken that you were surprised to see Paul Gainey being taken off as you uh, alluded to from the fair view yeah. um, I mean I thought he was doing really well yeah there, there is 
Yeah, I mean, it, it is kind of hard to, to tell just when exactly these it's an injury substitution, when it's an exhaustion substitution. Because, I mean, as Maliki was referencing there, I mean, the emptying of the tank was uh, pretty much a universal experience. For, <laughs> the tank was empty. The team's tank was emptied. Yeah, certainly, I, certainly. and I actually thought the, the scenes at the end were quite... Like, you, you did see Connolly kind of wandering down to the hill, right? But everyone else was just like, oh, God, just give me someone to lean up against here. <laughs> um so yeah so I maybe mean, he was just too exhausted to yeah. contribute at that point I don't know yeah but I mean yeah it, it is it's, it's a weird one for Fitzmaurice if you're talking legacy for Fitzmaurice I mean in Ireland yes but also you know three as you say tight games scoring difference in them were varied quite quite widely but I mean you lost those three games I'm you not know, talking just, le- yeah. yeah I'm not talking legacy as I don't think there's a need to talk legacy I think he should be the carry manager next year if he wants to yeah. and I think he should be yeah, given I another so crack too. at it he's, yeah, he's shown so enough he's, show, he's shown enough brightness over the last few years and he showed in the game plan that he brought into this game that he's a really good manager so I, there could be I don't know who the favourite would be to take over yeah. maybe there's somebody primed and ready Jack O'Connor you know he managed the last two All-Ireland minor winning teams you know <sighs> again Jack O'Connor if if Fitzmaurice doesn't do it, that would be the. I would say that would that would look like being the call. You know, it's strange in in and of itself. This, but. this thing of Fitzmaurice biting his lip, by the way, is I find pretty funny. Yeah. If you want to bite your lip, you don't say anything. You don't tell people I'm biting my lip here. But you go and have a look at the footage. You know, it's like it's pretty clear that he is disgusted with the refereeing. Yeah. Well, I think there's still a. Fair degree of lip class. biting. I mean, it's well, it's easy to say I'm biting my lip. It's a lot easier again just to, to go, say what you really feel, which is yeah. that we, it's we was sort robbed. Of a, maybe it's sort of a halfway house there as well. Um, the point that he made after the game about Dublin being a great team at halftime, he said that they always seem to get in halftime and right the ship. I thought that was serious praise of his opposite number there. He mm. didn't quite come out and say Jim Gavin's like this unbelievable manager, but just by association. It's a pretty good thing to be known as a team. If you're a manager, that your team is known as a team who, no matter how much trouble they're in, if you get them in at halftime, you can sort it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, as far as even mentioned uh, as well, the right at the very start of the second half, and I did think it was really important to Kerry get the first get the first point of the second half. Moran catches the kick out. I actually did think he was fouled as well. But I mean, you know, you can go on and on and on. You know, it doesn't stop. But I mean, it's weird. We were talking about the the those 80 and 90 yard lung busting runs Mm -hmm. that, you know, you would still say Dublin were better able to handle than Kerry. Mayo are that athletic. Mayo are an extraordinarily, extraordinarily athletic team. And I think that if you're talking about a a team that can stick with Dublin for 70 or 75 minutes, maybe Mayo don't have the options off the bench that Kerry do, but they are actually that athletic. I mean, it's an extraordinary thing to be able to say, but Mayo have that a ridiculous level of fitness that you need just to stay in the game with Dublin. Um, so that's a note of caution for you, Ken. Your boys aren't over the line, over the line just yet. Just keep that on board when you're doing up your fair view ahead of the All Ireland final. No, I knew that. I I know that. Um, I mean, it's got to happen eventually for for Mayo. Is Lee Keegan's ability to get under the skin of Dermot Connolly as well? You know, there's a lot going for Mayo. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Dermot Connolly. Well, he didn't get angry. He got a little bit angry at one point, mm. but not... Uh, I was a little worried about O'Gara when O'Gara came on and the first thing he did was charge into a bunch of players and get called for free and you could yeah. see them off at kind of a bit of a goal. I thought, O'Gara, oh, don't get up and do anything rash. <laughs> there are a few players who you sometimes uh, are concerned with from uh, Dublin. I'm still, I'm still pretty confident, notwithstanding your point. Uh, I think myself and Father Ignatius 
It's be another heavy it. day in it. Yeah, yeah, good man. Have a listen to the football podcast. It's uh, it's a good one. It's worth listening to. Thanks, Ken. Uh, thanks, Owen. Thanks very much, Murph. Thanks, Owen. Thanks, Ken. Thanks, thanks for listening Kieran. to this one. We'll chat to you soon. That's the second time it's gone off. They never go home, they never go home, they never go home, those, those, those boys.